Welcome to the bold and daring world of Talking Kinky with Tom and Isabel. And today, Isabel, we are lighting the candle at both ends. <laughs> Um, did you get what I did there? Yes, I did. Okay, right. Before we get started, we just want to say thank you to those of you that shared your experiences of fabbing in our last episode, the lovers and haters. Talking kinky is about conversation and normalizing kink, but not everyone will love every kink, no. and that's fine. Another important thing to mention, we want to say a very, very big thank you to every one of the 22,475 people that have played our episodes, one, two, and the trailer. Thank, thank you, you, thank you, thank you. I'm an emotional person and I have to say when I saw that number, it nearly brought tears to my eyes. Now, Isabel, can you smell something different about me today? That's I the question can, for you. Tom, what's going on? <laughs> well, I am wearing for him. It's a pheromone enhanced fragrance by Liquid London. And I'm going to see this week, over the next week, when I wear it, whether it makes a difference. Uh, and I have a gift for you. Ooh. It's called For Her, and it's got the same pheromone concept in it. Will you give it a try? Absolutely. I think if it's got the kind of power you've got at the moment, it's going to be <laughs> a bit dangerous. Oh. Uh, well, uh, it would be my pleasure to give that gift to you. So, as we promised uh, in episode three, we're going to be discussing the intriguing world of cuckolding. Um, it's a three-way dance in a room. Uh, the lights, you know, are changing all the time. It's exciting. It's unpredictable. I think it's a bit frightening for some people, uh, but it's a little lot naughty. Okay. Yes, uh, cuckolding is indeed a multi-party experience. It's not just about the physical intertwining of different bodies, but also the intricate dance of trust and desire. It's a bit like a theatrical play where mm. every act brings new surprises. Yes, well, more specifically, uh, uh, Isabel. Yes, cuckolding. It's a sexual practice where one partner derives pleasure from watching their partner engage in sexual activity with someone else. Jeez. It often involves elements of voyeurism, exhibitionism, and in some cases, elements of humiliation and power dynamics. Wow, that's a lot of information in this small recording cuckold that we're in. <laughs> um, anyway, I can certainly imagine that cuckolding will vary a lot between couples, you know, and I think depending on the individuals in the relationship dynamic, um, I think the emotional and psychological aspects, you know, play strangely with physical and I certainly concur with your view on it and, you know, sometimes I think the bias of one partner maybe being specifically made to watch was how it used to be and the other partner being taken by a third party um, maybe being invited to get involved in the action. There's something there that's very interesting. Just not sure. Yeah, there is that bias, Tom. And that's why the key to cuckolding is open communication amongst all parties involved. It's important to note that the practice is based on mutual respect, trust and understanding of each partner's desires and boundaries. So there are no surprises. <laughs> Indeed. No, darling. Uh, John is here tonight and he's going to be in bed with us. <laughs> <laughs> no, none of that. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of surprises, I've often wondered how a cuckolding scenario might unfold. You know, because of its complexity, it's like stepping on a stage where you're not just the actor, but you're also in the audience. You're watching your partner and you're watching that partner in a different light. It's thrilling, it's complex. You may participate, you may not participate. The question, Isabel... Have you ever thought about being in that spotlight? Oh, Tom, you're so predictable. Okay, personally, no. And I've always believed in understanding the entire script before taking the stage. That said, the allure of the unknown, the excitement of a new role, it's definitely thought-provoking. What about you, Tom? Ever fancied a role in this kind of play? 
Well, I don't think you answer that question and a future in <laughs> politics definitely awaits you, uh, Isabel. Um, I will admit the idea has its appeal. I can imagine certain scenes that I might be involved in. Um, it seems like a lifestyle where you're both playing and observing. And I think I can imagine scenarios being very erotic for me. I'm just not sure about the love dynamics or whether I want to see my partner with someone else. It's hard, isn't it? I think, I think we need to interview a couple that enjoy this lifestyle. Oh, that's a great shout, yes. Um, have you got anyone in mind? I do, and they have confirmed that they would be keen to do a future show with us, so that's a great win for us. Excellent, good news. Okay, uh, a bit about cuckolding then. Uh, it dates back centuries, and there are writings and records of it. For example, in the 1400s, in Geoffrey Chaucer's works, the theme of cuckolding appears as a significant element. For instance, in the Canterbury Tales, various mm. stories touch on this theme, depicting it in both a comical and tragic lights. Chaucer's portrayal of cuckolds in his poetry reflects the societal views and humour of his time. Yeah, I can. I remember reading, you know, parts where you're you're made to be a cuckold or you are cuckold as statements. And well, you know, in Roman times, when sexual behaviours were really influenced by religion and social norming they still enjoyed this real underground of infidelity. Now, I will share with you, as you're much younger than I am, if, if you haven't seen this graphic film called Caligula from 1979, and believe it or not, had Malcolm McDowell in it, uh, Peter O'Toole and I think Helen Mirren, you should. It's worth watching because it's quite an interesting journey into the history of how debauchery existed in Roman times. But in the film, there's a scene where Caligula decides to humiliate some of his leaders, forcing them to become cuckolds in a public orgy. Um, now, clearly, from that kind of, you know, wording, it's clear cuckolding has some risks, you know. Um, and for me, I'm still in my mind wondering what is that interim step? You know, how do you go from maybe we should do this? Um, you know, how do we get to the point at which you blend the excitement and the anticipation of the game and all that's involved? Uh, it's really a high trust situation between parties, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, Tom. Going into any situation where another person is introduced into your sexual relationship requires baby steps. It's an erotic expedition, but one that should be embarked upon with eyes wide open and hearts fully in sync. Or, I guess you could just rip off the band-aid <laughs> and dive into the deep abyss of cuckolding and take some big risks. Just keep consent at the fore. It's important for any kinky adventure, whatever that kink is. And, and for those considering this tantalizing path, remember it's about shared pleasure, it's about mutual respect, uh, exploring boundaries together, creating safe spaces. You know, it, those spaces need to be spaces where fantasies can be explored um, responsibly. Yes, yeah, definitely. Uh, sometimes a safe word a is safe handy word. for all parties. <laughs> Tom, what would your safe word be in your cuckolding adventure? <laughs> well, before I share my safe word, um, I also want to stress, though, that whilst in history it seemed that cuckolding may have been biased toward heterosexual engagements, in modern times with gender and sexual fluidity, the dynamic can include any number of combinations. Um, and so I'm going to let your imagination and those of the <laughs> listeners do the workout, but I worked at least 10 variants on the theme of one partner being taken by a guest in the bedroom. Ten variants. At goodness. least, yeah, yeah. You've been busy. No, I'm, I'm bored. No, I'm joking. Um, now, back to my safe word. Let me think about it for a second. I'm thinking pineapple. Pineapple? Pineapple? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What would yours be? 
Well, I suppose it may as well be pineapple. I'm not usually shouting that one out. <laughs> I wonder how many other listeners might be using the word pineapple. Ah, pineapple. Oh, gosh. Okay, with that, before you can ask me any dodgy candle-burning questions, I call pineapple on this podcast. Pineapple. We've come to the end of today's sizzling, talking, kinky discussion. Thank you, listeners, for joining us on this exhilarating journey. Tune in next week for more explorations into the vibrant world of kink. Uh, Tom, what's on the table for next week? Isabel, just say, take me up the North Mountain. What? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, you know the North Pole and the South Pole? Yes. Well, in episode four, it's about the North, not the South Hole. Oh, God. Okay, right. On that note, stay curious, stay safe, and embrace your kinky side with joy and respect. You have been listening to Talking Kinky.